to the After Hour Sessions podcast. I'm your host, D-Rock. By someone who is one of the baddest people in the game, honestly. And who I got to session with in January and showed me a thing or two, and it was awesome. It was such a fun fun session and fun to finally meet this person in, in person. And I'm so glad and honored that she's willing to come on the show. The one, the only, Des Desire. Des, thank you so much for joining the After Hours Sessions podcast. D-Rock. I like that name. I need a, I need a double D-Rock. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm Des Desire. And yeah, like I um, mentioned previously, I don't often do these things. I don't share too much, but I'm excited to see what you are curious about so I can share with you because you're special. Oh, well, that that means a lot. No, thank you. And honestly, seriously, it does because um, it, it's just, and I say on the show what doing sessions has given to me in my personal life, and I, I say it's made me a better human being overall. So I feel like all you ladies who do this are are special, and so oh. I'm just grateful to 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 be a part of this and help out oh. any way I can. I love to hear that. That's so that that's awesome. I mean, because it. It might be a little misunderstood. It might not be uh, well known. It might be scoffed at. I don't know. I don't know what no- other people think. But frankly, I was going to say what normal people think. But frankly, this is more common and uh, sought after than we all realize. I think the girls know that more than the guys. But um, it's very beneficial and more so therapeutic mm-hmm. I think for the guys and girls and 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 I what I like about the girls is that they're a lot more just open-minded and willing to meet people like you can't really just go out and start talking to girls but session girls are much friendlier and open yes yes and I think that's where it really just yeah you know, I look at like for me overall in life like it helped like being more open and knowing you know also like that empathy where like i know what it's like when i've told friends in the past that i did this and you get laughed at or made to feel isolated and it's like i'm never going to make another person feel that way and the connections and the realness you get when you do these like from actually sessioning but just the conversation and the relationships you have like it's it really is a special and beautiful thing honestly definitely and i do think there's something to be said whether whether you mean to or not there's something to be said about getting humbled by someone else you know every girl does it in their own way I know what I know and I try to do it in the way that I know to you know humble by overpowering another person and and I know I like that certain times in my life so it's it is therapeutic it helps to relieve a lot And, and that's one thing when I session, cause I'm like, wow, like Des is coming to Philly, like, you know, and we both know Jen Tom. So I always, when I would see Jen or talk to Jen, I'm like, oh, Des seems like so cool. And she's like, she's the best. And I'm like, yeah, I want to. So I saw you're coming to Philly. I was like, I got to meet, meet you. And the session was such a great like experience in so many ways. A, it was just like, A, I'll say this. I sweat. Like when I start sweating, it's like a faucet. Like it's just. It's just coming down. And I was like, oh, man, I'm like five minutes in. I'm sweating so much. And you were like totally cool. You were like, it's all good. I, I like it. We're getting good. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't feel like oh. a greasy pig. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> if you weren't sweating, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to have to make it work harder now. 
So maybe I should go easier so he can move. No. No. And then, like, it was fun, like, just being with someone who's such a technician like yourself and really has such, like, great BJJ skills. And and it, it was just awesome. Like, and, like, that you have for, like, what it is at its core, like that like the two two bodies like you know trying to like it's like chess but physical like i could feel that in your energy and and it was just great definitely and that's and that's something that is keeping me stimulated and going with my training at my gym and with my coach he's also my cornerman when i fight mma um we work i i didn't get it like before i was just strong and I could overpower people, but now I realize, especially with having back-to-back injuries for the last two years in my shoulders, mm. different things, um, I've had to learn that I can't just rely on strength and force. I had to, and that's what jujitsu is. I had to learn how to use technique in order to be more efficient and um, not overexert myself. And uh, then I started understanding the beauty of what martial arts really is, and it is that it's all mental i mean that if you see the old um, asian martial arts movies it's so mental in your in your mind and your body is just like effortlessly flowing like water (laughs) so right that's what it's supposed to be about and that's what i'm going to strive for until the day i die so like if i were to do sessions for the rest of my life i mean I, i would like to but i hope that i don't but if i could i would maybe by that time i hope that i'm just not even breathing hard or sweating at all and and you are (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i totally get that i do and it's something so now were you always athletic were you always in the sports or like um yeah i i did competitive swimming starting at five and then played basketball in middle school and track and field junior olympian actually wow Um, high jump and hurdles and I just, I, we grew up in this town where that's really all we did. We were just outdoor kids and we climbed trees and went hiking because it was high in the mountains and then did sports. And like, that's all there was. I really didn't know anything else. They didn't have martial arts, however, but I played on the boys basketball team in seventh grade. And then in high school, I was varsity and I thought, I thought I was going to be the first girl in the NBA. Oh, wow. That's how serious I was about basketball, but I didn't even like it. I liked that I was entertaining people. Anyway, if I fast forward all that, I didn't end up going to college basketball. There's something that happened, some things, and I'm happy about that because I I would not have been happy doing that route. Um, (laughs) I used to be a dancer at a strip club, and Mm -hmm. I would tell that story, and I'm like, well, now look where I am. (laughs) (laughs) But. That that was also in a different time in my life too, and I think because I was so into people and not shy, that that's helped my sessions. Like it helped with the sessions. But we'll not skip a bunch of chapters. Let me go back to that. Um, I just liked entertaining, and then eventually that turned into circus stuff, turned into pro wrestling, turned into finding jujitsu and turned into having my first fight, turned into being a professional MMA athlete. I just fought for a a promotion that aired on ESPN and I won. And then congrats. Thank you. And now here I am um, still doing sessions in the meantime. So I'm like, I am happy that I get to do what I love with, it's like just blended together. You know, everything's kind of snowballed together that I get to like do it all 
in one. Right. And I, yeah, I feel like when I go with you guys that I'm just training, but like I could be myself. I can't be like professional training. I could be like fun and flirty. I don't know. Like it's just different than if I were at my gym. Obviously, I can't talk like I want to talk. Right, right. It kind of brings it back to the core. It's kind of like a reminder of why you love doing it when you're doing sessions. Like, exactly. not that you don't love being in the gym, like in in rolling with like other guys in the gym, but like it kind of brings it back to its core of what it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Like, I, I guess absolutely reminds me of why I love it so much. Absolutely. Now. That's one thing I have noticed, like just, I can't lie, I've been an uh, admirer and fan for a while. And so I, and I wonder how you do and this. So let me try to word this question right, because especially since I've met you in person, a lot of times you see like people who love to like entertain, like they're good with a spotlight. But then when like that light goes off, they like shut down kind of, they just kind of want to be alone. But you seem to really have a good balance. Uh, if you love to entertain, but yet you know how to like, you can still like, you're not like antisocial when the light goes off. And I'm wondering like, was that something kind of came natural to you or were you had to like work on that? Well, I will say in general, it's easier to do things in front of a big group of people I don't know, as opposed to one-on-one with someone oh. I just, I will say that in general. I do think it took practice to do the one-on-one thing. And I will say that bartending and working at the club helped with that. Um, Once I realized you just be yourself, it's so much easier and honest, obviously be yourself and be honest makes it so much easier. And then I think people could feel that also, but I, I do love being social, whether in groups or one-on-one now, but it has to be definitely the time and the place because I do love being alone. I love being alone. And if I'm social for a certain amount of time, like a weekend, I need to go home and just be alone. Regroup. Right. So that's balance. I guess that would be balance. Yeah, no, because that's fascinating because I've always been opposite where, well, kind of like um, always better one-on-one. I kind of why I like podcasting. Um, and in a, in a group, definitely way more nervous. But like when it comes to performing, I always say it could be a big group, but if it's people I don't know, like no one I know is in the audience, I still some nerves, but okay. But one person I know, like personally in the audience, then I'm like a nervous wreck. Uh, so same. So that is similar to me. Okay. okay. It's, it's easier with strangers in an audience. And then people I know, definitely not. But then a small group is still more challenging. One-on-one depends on the person. I'm not so much nervous, but it's sometimes a little awkward. Uh, When I'm in a group setting and it's not me facilitating or anything, I just stay back. I let whoever wants to be the loudest or the bossiest, I just let them take (laughs) over. I I choose to follow or not. Yeah, because um, it's something that I feel like I don't know if you can teach because I feel like in me learning more about, I guess through like doing podcasts, but because this is like, no matter what, if it's informational or what, it's still like you have to entertain or like captivate an audience. And it's funny how like even you can look at podcasting or like sessions or even like professional MMA, or like, you know, UFC, like there's great UFC fighters, but they're not noticed because they just are about like getting in the ring, kicking ass and leaving. 
But then you have like those fighters who are like Conor McGregor who have a flair for controversy or a flair for entertainment and they get the attention. So like you really have a knack like of knowing how to like get the the attention and standing out, which I think is cool. Well, th- I appreciate you saying that. Um, thank you. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I could put more effort into it, honestly, um, and be a lot more consistent, especially on social media with my session stuff. But I do know that I'm not trying too hard. Like I'm not, it's not contrived and I'm not trying to like do it for any other reason other than to be myself. I'm not trying to do it for attention, mm-hmm. but I, I, I do know like with the way things are, especially entertainment, you do have to put yourself out there, at least make some effort. I feel like Connor was really who he is, though. I I, I mean, he did kind of explode, but I don't think anything was fake about him. So I think that that's what the audience perceived and could feel. There's a couple fighters who are, like, putting themselves out there, but I feel like they're trying too hard. Right. No, I, and I agree. I think... I think I I do go by that. Like I feel like the audience is smart enough to see like who's real. Like even if you may get a little attention, if you're fake, they're going to sniff that out eventually. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right for Connor and yourself. That's what's awesome. Like sometimes you kind of you always hear that question: Can you teach it, or are you just born with it? Like I see, like you, I think you are being yourself, and you're very entertaining. Like when I saw the one session of it. And you're the host, and you're with like stilts. I was like, she's she's great. I'm like, I'm like, I love seeing Dez in the ring, but like you hosting was like awesome. I'm like, this is entertaining, and you're getting the crowd going. Like you just kind of have that charisma. Well, I, thank you. I feel like as a performer, I feel comfortable with that. But on a mic, I never did until I started training a year and a half ago with my jujitsu, my grappling coach. And that's because uh, he's related to a very famous professional wrestler and public speaking and just being a character really uh, runs in his blood. So mm. he's taught me some things about just being on the mic. I don't know. I just he didn't even teach me. I just learned from watching and listening. And that was the first event that I really felt comfortable and and i'm like well i think i would feel comfortable because i know about these things i know about mma i know about grappling i know about sexy women and i know i want to be sexy like i had a cute outfit on you know so right those are those are things i can do i could talk about but if you have me talk about other things maybe i'll be a little more um a little less out there because i'm not as familiar with them no, that makes total sense. It does. And that's in fighting. That's what I'm familiar with. <laughs> no, you know, um And women. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess I, I never put it that way till now. So No, it's it's true. It's true. And it's uh one thing I've kind of had a recent conversation with people on and now looking at it, I like is that in your videos you you're you dominate in like your clips but also you're not afraid to like you know get like beat in your clips too and i think that's really cool and is that something that i guess that goes with the entertain like you kind of know like this is entertainment so like you're okay to let somebody like you know somebody like lift and carry you or like dominate you in the videos as well as you dominating other people 
Well, I mean, but it, it can't just be unrealistic. Like that's Rapture. Rapture is like the only woman who could lift me up. Right. We're the same. We're the same height, but she's you know th- th- that physique of hers, man. So I mean, I probably wouldn't have. Um, BB Lane carrying me, although that might be cool if she carried me around. I I've never met her. Good. Yeah, I've never met her, but I heard she's tiny, so that might be cool. I'm gonna hit her up. I think she could carry. I, I've seen her with uh, like because she came on the podcast and I asked her about that like about a couple months ago. And the one clip she had KK King, who's like maybe like you're high, a little taller, and like she's thicker than you. And they had like a lift and carry video recently, and. KK King lifted her up, but she lifted her up. Um, oh. I, so I think, yeah, I think Vivi, Vivi is incredibly strong, but you're well, right, I very heard, tiny. I heard she's very strong, but very small. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so it'd have to be realistic like that. So I, I don't know. I guess, obviously, I wouldn't have a small guy. That wouldn't be exciting. No, that, that was cool when we sessioned and you were like down because I said, I was like, yeah, I like to lift and carry, but be the one like lifting. And you were like excited and you were like, I'm used to always have to be in to lift up yeah. these guys. So it's cool. And you were like, you were, it's the first time you were like, Hey, let's try this. Let's try that. And I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. Like, you really yeah, like that it. was fun. I get to see why you guys like it so much. Or like, <laughs> guys like yeah, that was fun. No, because usually people are like, like the session wrestlers, they're like, Really? Like, okay. And I think they're kind of like, Can you? And I'm like, Yeah, yeah. And then you were like, Awesome. Like, let's go. And I was like, Oh, didn't this I, is awesome. Didn't I make you pick me up in a pile driver position? You did. Good memory. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Which I hadn't like tried since I was like 13. So I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I know. Well, I trusted I trusted you. Um that's a you know, that's very important. And that's the other thing that I'm you know, with lift and carry especially, but some of the moves that I know that with from pro wrestling, some of the lifts that I mm-hmm. know from pro wrestling, I couldn't just have anyone do it. We trained before I did my first pro wrestling match. I trained for two years, three times a week. And that was like the way the old school did it. Like you couldn't do a match and you had to pay your dues and do the training for two years right? before you could have a match in front of an audience. So uh, you had to make sure to keep your opponent safe and you're not going to drop them and you're going to, you know, be able to lift them. So mm. it just, it just takes time and I wouldn't just trust anyone. No, no, I appreciate that. I really, it was, it was awesome. And, and that's the thing, like trust is always the thing, like, and if there's ever a lift that's like, I'm not sure about, I'm, I'm, you have to be vocal and be like, I don't think I can do that. Or like, you know, like, or if you can't like put the person down gently, that's always a thing. It's, it's, it's a big trust. And it's always like, I want everyone kind of like you say with pro wrestling, like you want everyone to go home safe at the end of the night. Like that's the most important thing. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, because the pro wrestlers back in the day, like up to the 90s, they were just pretty reckless, probably pretty high, but yeah. pretty reckless. And they suffered a lot, like a lot of head injuries, a lot of trauma and a lot of like lifelong physical ailments. So we don't we don't want that. They didn't know a lot about concussions back then either. So mm-hmm. they were just getting them left and right. No, um, I'm, I love pro wrestling and like pro wrestling history and and the stories about like because you said like old school like paying your dues training and like those stories seem like hey I, I, I mean part of me like kind of understands why but some of them are like brutal like how if someone tried to be a wrestler they were like 
we're going to bust them up really bad to, like, show them how hard it is. And I'm like, man, like, part of me's glad, like, we've, we've taken a lot of steps forward and we're not still doing that, that style. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and I'm I'm glad that they're not. But I also noticed that they've there's also the opposite side of generation that's been bred where they're too soft, or mm-hmm. they complain, or they're like not gonna or, or gonna cry when the trainer's too tough on them, which has happened at a local local school. <laughs> so man, there's got to be like a nice medium. Yeah, and I and I think you're right because the balance. The the flip side is like those old school wrestlers did it because they loved it, and they, the one those who stayed loved it. Where I feel like a lot of times now people see like I want to be a WWE superstar. Like it's like a way to be a TV star. Yeah, not for the love. Right. Right, and um, WWE gave me a tryout, so they flew me to Orlando, and I had a tryout. It was kind of like a boot camp, basically, oh, okay. and the. The majority of people that were there, for women, they were all the fitness models, Often, most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, just two, actually only two wrestlers. And then for the men, they were all former pro athletes. And I feel like they just wanted to like go that route to, uh, you know, what are they going to do after they retire from pro football? Well, pro mm-hmm. wrestling, become a superstar. They think it's easy. It's not mm-hmm. easy to make yourself fall flat on your back for someone else or jump as high as you can kick your feet up and fall landing flat on your back or jumping from the top rope and trusting that the man below you is going to catch you onto the, the ringside. Right. So, and, and and then good. Oh, I was like, and then also like all those things. And then kind of what you were talking about earlier, like having an audience like in the arena and on TV, like you tell, you're telling a story verbally to hook an audience and then in the ring, you have to tell a story physically to keep an audience like, like that's not easy. Like night in and night out. Yeah, yeah, that is cha- that is the challenge about pro wrestling. Like, it's not just physical. It's it's very much getting the audience emotionally invested. So and and that's what makes it different than fighting. Although MMA has kind of gone that route with yeah. social media going behind the scenes and following and hearing what fighters talk about. But uh, that's what wrestling was about. You, we didn't have a bunch of internet as the wrestling was in its heyday, so they had to do it in that match or during that night's show. They had to get the audience behind them or against them. So that was what the challenge was, and that's what the art of pro wrestling is. It's really an art. Uh, it really is. It, it's it's a. I totally agree. That's a, it's a true art form, and no matter how old I am, like I at my core, I love it. I do. Like I always will. <laughs> just yeah who was your favorite growing up okay so my favorite i'm i'm of the attitude era so yeah the rock was one stone cold was up there too um i i did love like when the nwo first came out i was a big nwo fan (laughs) um i i i would go that was my monday nights going back and forth tnt at eight and then usa at nine um (laughs) Probably my favorite, my first real favorite was Bret Hart, though. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was very lovable. Bret Hart was, like, was was awesome. And, like, I was devastated when he lost to Shawn Michaels at that WrestleMania. <laughs> How cute. Devastated. I, I was dead. I was like, oh, man, Bret lost to Shawn. Now, were you, were you a fan growing up of it? or? You know what? 
I I always knew of it, but I didn't watch it. And I think the reason being was that my dad was really into boxing. So he thought that that pro wrestling stuff was fake and he wanted to watch boxing. So So you watched boxing growing up? Yeah, but I couldn't tell you anybody's names or recall <laughs> any of of it. But yeah, I do remember that definitely being on if there was any combat sports on. Wow. Showtime. So let me let me ask then, what kind of was that fun? Because you talked obviously you were you're athletic, a really good athlete, and you were strong. But what was that breaking point that said, "Let me go try uh, a combat sport" or "Let me go try martial art"? Like, what made you kind of say, "Let me go for this"? That's what's interesting. I never even said it. It just kind of evolved. Oh wow! Um, yeah. So. After high school, I and I made, and the path was not to go to college to play sports. I went into, or I went back to my hometown and snowboarded. I competed snowboarding, taught snowboarding, but in the meantime, I did theater, and I really wanted to just perform and like be an entertainer and do theater. And uh, eventually, I took myself to circus school in Colorado, and I learned like like Cirque school. But mm-hmm. I always had this fascination with the circus. I, if there was a question of, of like, what did you want to be when you grew up, when you were a kid? Real quick, what did you want to be when you were a kid? Oh, um, a pro football player, to be honest. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder why you did it. You would have been great at that. Yeah, I, I guess. Why? Uh, why didn't I go through with it? I think um, I'm going to be candid. It. My mom is a teacher. And so, and I'm going to be wrong. I still feel education is important. She had seen it with like my older brother and like other students she had over the years who kind of put all their eggs in like, I'm going to be a pro basketball player, a football player. So by the time I came around, she kind of like hammered that dream out a little bit and was oh, like, yeah. you know, and I, I don't knock like I, like I did, I'm not going to lie. I did have resentment for a while because like it made me like, I'm not saying I would have made the NFL, but like I, I doubt it. My, I didn't go all the way because I was just my self doubt. But I, I understand like you don't like. I mean, the one percent of one percent make it, you know. So like you have to be realistic, but you still don't crush a dream either. Yeah, but and but and you could have very well been the one percent. That's the thing we have to know about ourselves. And, and, right. But parents are protective, mm-hmm. and they just want to make sure the best, like what the. The logistics, the 99% is probably more likely that anyone's going to fall into. So to play it safe, and I'm sure she didn't think that you couldn't. She just wanted to be safe because she cared. And parents, that's what's got to be hard about being a parent is like you want them to be, uh, um, what's the word, where you are taken care of? Like secure kind of? Yeah, you want the security. So she she was just doing that for you but yeah that's a lot of parents did that too like same for me I remember eighth grade my drama teachers telling my parents that they wanted to send me to this prestigious acting school they only send one student they think I have potential my dad's like nope she has track and I'm like oh yeah I have track and swimming I hated freaking track and swimming but like that's just what I thought I had to do (laughs) no (laughs) you're so right like it's it's a and I that's why like yeah I, I over time like you don't and and you're right. I'm not a parent, so I never want to pass. I don't know what it's like, and I know it must be the it's the hardest slash scariest thing in the world. I agree. <laughs> you know, so like, I I I that's why like over time I I put the resentment away and like I understand yeah. it. 
Um, yeah. But it, it is hard because, like, it's like that mixed thing of, like, you can be whatever you want to be, but then, no, you can't. It's like, yeah. You, know? you can be whatever you want to be as long as it's secure and <laughs> there's a direct path. Right, right. It's secure and it's the, the direct path and you you can have health insurance. That was always a thing, you know, <laughs> yeah. get those health benefits. Right. <laughs> and but, a steady paycheck. Right, right. It's It's crazy, but, like... Yeah, like, it's interesting that you say, because a few other people, and I dabbled in it a little bit, but a few other session wrestlers have talked about on this show having a theater background, and I, it's just comes out more and more, and I'm hearing, like, wow, maybe there's a connection there. Like, Interesting. Like, what drew you to, to, like, try the theater? I don't know. I just remember being a kid and loving doing the talent show, and I did gymnastics, and they, they had a little show for gymnastics. I just, like, I don't know. It was just in my blood. And, and that's the only thing that took me through with this whole concept of sports. I didn't like competing. I felt like I had to win all the time, and I didn't like that pressure. But mm. I did like that I was entertaining people, especially when I did a really cool play in basketball or an alley-oop, like, and they cheer and real yeah. excited. It was, like, the best. Wow. But, uh, so, yeah. But Oh, but the original question you asked me was, why did I start combat sports or what was it? That yes, thing? yes, yes. Right. Um, yeah. So after, so, so after I did the circus stuff, I was doing little local, the live shows, like mostly interpretive dance using various apparatuses like silks or bungee cords or whatever, a pole even. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause there's a lot of very nowadays it's way more than even when I was doing it, but there's, amazing pole dancers just phenomenal skills and athleticism on the on the strip pole Mm -hmm. so i would use that and then i accidentally stumbled in on a show that was happening at the same venue that was pro wrestling and i was like what this is pro wrestling but i knew pro wrestling from tv but i never saw a local indie show the crowd was into it. The wrestlers were yelling back and forth. There was just high energy. And you were like in the middle of it. You were like part, the audience was part of the show. And that's right. what I didn't feel. I never knew about TV wrestling. So I'm like, I want to do this. This is everything. This is all the sports and athleticism and stunts I dreamed of and costumes and shit talking and, and showmanship all in one ring. And I'm like, I never, I never knew that. I never saw it like that. Wow. So before, how'd you like? How'd you see it before? The Hulk Hogan and his fake punches. <laughs> and my, my dad saying they're fake, and then, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really see a lot of it. Yeah, but I I do recall as a kid though. I didn't watch a lot of TV, so I wasn't really invested into like following it. Maybe if I followed the storylines, it would have been more interesting. But no. I didn't watch TV. I think it, 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 it everything happened for a reason and it happened at the right the right time. Like, you know, I I really do think that. Like it Yeah. Like Yeah. Life does do that. Life keeps proving that to me more and more. And everything always always works out for me. Right. Eventually. Like because who knows if you watched it back then, maybe you would have taken it for granted or like you would have been a fan, but not like and maybe you could have, but like who knows, like at that moment, like grown Dez saw that and it clicked like you understood the art of performing you knew about yourself that you liked perform like you know like 
Like I think it like it, it happened for that time for a reason. It, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and a lot with fighting, too. I think if I started it any younger, I wouldn't have had the discipline. I feel like I had to mature into learning how to be self-disciplined. Right, right. That's true. That's true. Because that is, like, the toughest part. Yeah. It, it, it always has been. So where I was with my dance and performance stuff, I just kind of half-assed it because I wasn't disciplined. I could have definitely done more with it. But then again, I wasn't supposed to because I was supposed to be where I am right now. Right. So after I saw that pro wrestling show, I was like, I'm going to do that. I called them up. They said, just come watch and see. And they doubted, but now I see why they doubted because uh, most people say they want to be pro wrestlers and don't last more than at one practice. Yeah. And I did. So anyway, I started pro wrestling and then I said, maybe I should learn like a couple years, a few years later. I'm like, maybe I should learn something legitimate just to make my pro wrestling look better. So I stumbled in on a jujitsu gym, fell in love with girls choking me out left and right in this thing called a gi i never wore before felt like i was suffocating in and the tiny girls were choking me out and i'm like what the hell i'm in love <laughs> so, and so, then i go ahead i was gonna say so now let me ask because i've heard like some like wrestlers in the past like big guys say like they're going they, they like line up or like against like some small and they're like i'll just throw this little guy around so when you saw these women who were smaller in your mind, were you like, I'll just toss this little girl around real fast and then yeah. go on to the next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then they just got to my back and gave me a rear naked choke. Well, lapel choke. They just grabbed my collar and then pulled it across. And I'm like, what is this? Cause you're not really, you don't really know how to defend an article of clothing to choke you. Right. So yeah, and I stayed at that gym after about a year. They said, "Do you want to do a real fight?" I'm like, "Not really. I'm a pro wrestler. I just take fake punches." <laughs> but eventually, short shortly after they asked, I said, "You know what? Maybe I should try it just in one amateur fight, just so I can know what it feels like to go into to walk into the cage and be in a real fight, so I can t- carry that feeling into my pro wrestling ring." Because I was all about the pro wrestling. I I really wanted to go forward with pro wrestling career. Um. I did this one fight, and I was more scared than I'd ever been leading up to it. Like, the wow. girl had a couple of more fights for experience. She was a kicker. I didn't know how to strike. I was only grappler. I didn't really have any training standing up. And uh, it was the most boring fight ever. She looked at me as soon as I walked in the cage. She shrunk down to the size of a small mouse. And then as soon as the bell rang, she backed up, and I took her down and then submitted her. And I was, I was, I was bored. It was the most boring fight in the world. Well, what do you think happened? You think she underestimated your... She was... No, I don't think she underestimated at all. She just looked scared. She was just scared. She underestimated... She she maybe overestimated herself as a fighter because you can't have four or five fights and be scared like that. Right. That's why it's interesting. Like, it's fast. Like, but, you know, the the... The mindset, and that's what's always fascinating, too, is, like, I mean, it's in other sports, but especially, like, when it's a fight, though, it's, like, the psychology, like, you know, you in all these, you've seen people have breakdowns in the ring. Um, some people, I, I remember, because I have friends who, like, work for, like, the commission, like, the boxing commission, and they're, like, be like they check the fighter's hands and everything. And, yeah. like, I, I'll go with them, and sometimes there'll be a boxing match, and the guy is winning the, the fight. And then all of a sudden, like, the corner throws in the towel, and it's, like, so many rounds into it. 
And I remember I kind of like went backstage with my buddy and the guy said, like, my buddy asked him what happened in there. And he's like, I'm a smoker. I got tired and winded. And it's like, wow. Like, you know, I didn't think oh about gosh. that. Like, you know, it's, yeah. but it's crazy. Yeah. That is, there's so many elements of it. Like if you can punch or not, it's, it's if you're in condition or not. The last girl I fought had way more combat fight experience, like 20 years of wrestling on an Olympic level, but she gassed out. She could not last three, five minute rounds, which helped me a lot after the first round because she was gassed after the first round. And uh, then mentally, like you don't know, like, yeah, when you're who was the boxer? Was it Muhammad? I think Muhammad Ali said, he, oh, fuck, I'm going to fuck this up and people are going to be so mad at me. For saying uh-huh. Anyway, he said that he could tell as soon as he walked in the ring and looked at his opponent if he was going to win. I know, I know Tyson said that too. Tyson did too? Mm-hmm. I feel like it was an older, an older boxer, but maybe Tyson also agreed. Ah, yeah. Yeah. And you can. And it's just something about it. Like some people are better at faking it, but you can kind of tell. I like to guess, like when I watch UFC fights, like when they both are in the cage, I look at them and how they're acting, and I guess solely based on that. And I'm, my odds are pretty good. Wow. Okay. So that's, so it is that. So you kind of can see who loves being in there. Like when, like when, because obviously the, the bright lights are on. So you're seeing who loves being in there and someone who's like, you know, uh-oh, it's judgment day, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yes, definitely in, um, like, smaller promotions and uh, less known fighters. But in the in the UFC, they're both, you know, they're dedicated and committed and very high level, so it is a bit more challenging. But I still, yeah, I still like to, still like to make my guesses. No, for sure. For sure, that's awesome. So I, I just have to ask, though, because you said earlier that you're not competitive, so what pushes you to kind of still compete with some MMA fights? I think that's really fascinating that like you're not a competitive person, but you still you still go out there and compete. Yeah, you know what's funny is I was at Sheena's place last night. She got a new puppy, so we were meeting it and celebrating. Um, she was saying that she competed for so many years of her life that she's like tired of that. She doesn't want to have to do that. She's done it. She doesn't, you know, it's just like the, the anger that she has to go through like that, that emotion, that intensity. She's just like, I did that. I've already done that. At least that's mm-hmm. what I gathered from her speech. And I didn't, I didn't really get to in, in a, include my response. I don't know. We were just talking, talking story, right? But mm-hmm. um, I was thinking about it when I drove home and I'm like, I don't feel that way when it comes to competing MMA, maybe in the past or maybe earlier in my amateur fights, especially it was more emotional. It was more about winning and it was more about having that fire and beating them and like beating their ass. What I've learned because of martial arts and now I understand, I have years and years to learn but the martial art movies like i mentioned before are making a lot more sense Mm. it's more about finding your own strength it's about defeating your own demons it's about getting in your mind and 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 breaking down those limitations that you might have had but having something like fighting to use that on is a great assistant okay so 
um, a few years ago, I've always known, I always dabbled, but a few years ago, I got heavily into meditation and breath work, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt the benefits right away. I, I believe in it. I believe in it. But with the last year of what, of how I've grown as a fighter and what I've learned from martial arts is very comparable to this, if I may say. If someone believes in God or has a faith, they pray or whatever. That's that's fine. They believe in it. But then they have a near-death experience and they see God and God saved them and like brought them out and brought them back. They're like devoted. They're mm-hmm. they're into it. They're they they're like confirmed that this is what it is, it's working. From my practices, I applied this these processes to fighting and the fights, the fights blossomed exactly how I wanted them to. Wow. And it worked like the stuff I was practicing in my mind worked the limitations and barriers I got rid of in order to do what I'm doing in my mind through my mind energetically worked. So that's what I feel about fighting now. It's not about competition. I do intend to win every time, but I'm going to intend to win because now I know that I have a tool that goes beyond this body and it's in my mind. (laughs) So I don't know who teaches that. I know that Tony Robbins taught Conor McGregor a lot about it. And, and Conor was successful after that. And there are other uh, mindset coaches out there now that are teaching fighters that. So I, that's a huge thing. So, um, so it's not about the aggression or the competition. I'm trying to be the best person I can be and I'm doing it through fighting. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. That, and that's a great, way to look at it and that's a great answer honestly because i feel and maybe it gets it's not as bad as it used to be but like people like have weird look on like like outside people on like being a pro fighter being an mma being a boxer and and all that and it really is like it's a great way of expression it's a it's a great way of um expression yeah and expressing is is one of the lessons is something that i'm learning along the way to be in flow and to be fluid and to be calm and be and express yourself and you can express yourself through fighting with fighting in fighting while fighting yeah and and honestly because you you're bringing up those movies and i think of like um i'm a big like bruce lee fan yeah and and like his movies but just him as a as a man was fascinating and and so many different quotes that he said and like they're connecting with like what you're talking about where it's like he, he says find that place of unnatural naturalness or natural unnaturalness and i'm like for a while i'll be like what the hell does that mean but now that's, i totally get yeah. that though right that's what my coach says get comfortable with being uncomfortable yeah so it's like the same concept right so that's what i was saying these movies were just like oh dramatic romantic romanticized but now it's true it's all tr- it's all real oh it's so and, and it's um because he was on it's really i'm gonna go down a little like a weird rabbit hole but like i found this show where he guest starred a few times like back in the early 70s it was um it's called long street the episodes are on youtube and it's like this this like blind detective right and so yeah. the guy, the guy gets like beat up, and like Bruce Lee saves him, and like he wants Bruce Lee to train him. So Bruce Lee at first was kind of like reluctant, but then he trains him, and then he said like uh, he wanted to go challenge this guy. So he challenged the guy who beat him up to a fight. The blind guy did, and then he went to Bruce Lee, and Bruce Lee was like, "No, you're not ready." 
And he's like, I think I'm ready to win. He's like, nah, that's the problem. You have to be ready to die. You have to be wow. ready to lose. Yeah. He's like, then you can achieve when you're when you've already committed to that, you've accepted that you can die. You can die out there. You can lose. That's when you can achieve something. And yes. that hit me so much, like how powerful that is. Like wow. if, yes. you know, like we all want to succeed. We all but then when you really accept, like, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a quote-unquote success or a quote-unquote failure, you're going to go put yourself out there anyway. That's when you really achieve the best of you. Absolutely. And that is why I love to fight. So, yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's oh, that's that's incredible. That really is, like, and, and, and that's, that's why, like, and this may sound crazy or weird, and I and every session I've had is special in its own way and cool. But there was that if I didn't know, like you, you that energy. Now talking to you now, there was an energy that like came from you and came from doing that session, and it was just like just what it's supposed to be at its core. And I, I gotta be honest, I loved it. And it was an experience wow. that I haven't had in such a long time. Wow, thank you. And thank you. And like, I, I find it it's it's easier to be myself with people who are themselves. So thank you. No, it was it was amazing. Like you and it, it just connect because I couldn't I was like, man, like sessions are always but like there was something about it. Cause it was like, like I said, like, and I made it, it was serious, but I made it, like, it into a joke. But like, you know, because sessions are like light and fun. But so then, like, when I was sweating, I'm like, oh, Jesus, embarrassing. But you were like, no, nah, it's cool, it's great, and it was like, you loved what it was at its core, and it was like just expressing. And then it was like, let me try this hold out, and then my arm doesn't, you know, it's kind of weird. So you're like, oh, your arm is doesn't, it keeps bending, but you're not <laughs> tapping, and I'm like, yeah, that's okay. So it was it yeah. was like fun to like, you know, to just see and like learn from someone who knows a lot more than I do and being like, oh, okay, like there there's levels to this. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh there's endless levels, but yes, I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. I did too. Oh. Was my was my roommate in the room at that time? I don't remember. Yeah, so I I made it because it was fun because she was it was like yeah like she was just chilling on the bed. And then you in her thongs. Me... Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then because to like get to the bathroom or to get out, you had to like go by us. So you would put me in some hold and like and then like another one. So then like I, you know, came up for like water or something and she was gone. And I'm like, where did she go? I'm like, how did she and you were you're like, she just vanished. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, was I you really put me in that hold because it but she had like walked by us. But yeah, she no, she was in the room, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I thought I was like, okay, can you go somewhere? But she's like, no, I don't even care. I'm gonna have my earphones in. So I'm like, that actually wasn't so bad because she's involved too. Like she does sessions, so yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It was cool. Kind of voyeuristic, but no. She didn't <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me ask you this though how how did you discover like the session world? Yeah, that's, that's, so everything I do right now, I've never actually sought after it just kind of arrived in my life. Now that I think about it. Um, When I started pro wrestling training, someone heard about me. 
in a small pro wrestling world, even though there's thousands of independent wrestlers. And they said, are you interested in doing this lingerie fighting? And I'm like, I don't know how to fight. And they're like, you're a pro wrestler. It's not really fighting. Just make it look like a fight, kind of like pro wrestling. And I'm like, okay. I said, okay, after they told me how much they were going to pay me. That that promotion is still around. I don't want to mention their name because I will never promote them. Mm-hmm. And um, and But I'm thankful that I got to start there because that's, that's where I met Jennifer Thomas. They took us to Slovakia where we had a show. And I was Jennifer Thomas's roommate. And I'll never forget, she was sitting on her bed, looking cute in her little sports bra like she often wears, with on her side with her hand propped up her, propping up her head. And she's like, so you just started uh, jujitsu training? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, well. And then she started talking about these men that pay women to wrestle them and like do this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, and there's a whole like um, website where they find you and all these girls. I'm like, what are you even talking about? She's like, and they pay this much usually. And uh, I, I just, I couldn't even believe what the, I've never heard anything like it. And and then she's like, okay, well, here it is. Why don't you just sign up and then try it? And all you have to do is what you do in training. So I, I guess that's, I don't even remember the next step, but all of a sudden I, here I am in the session world helping her create the event in Chicago. Right, right. And and that's where I think I'm going to take her. Oh, and oh, take her ahead. to a foot massage tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's awesome. Honestly, it's fun to see you two and your your friendship because you two, it's it's like a big sister, little sister thing. And I've seen interviews with like you on it, like and, and Jen, and like it's it's really cool. Oh, thank you. I love her so much. No, nah, it's awesome. Like it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. I like, I like that, though. that though. You kind of yeah. just... so yeah. That's how that's how I found sessions. And I um, let's let's see. I was living in Northern California at the time, and it wasn't very big or popular or high demand as much there. And then uh. I, I at the time was had a boyfriend who became my fiance who now we haven't been together for a while but um decided to move to Vegas for pro wrestling stuff for pro wrestling reasons and then it was only then that I decided to focus on fighting so um being in Vegas there's way more session opportunity so it totally worked out wow yeah. <laughs> That is awesome. So I guess Jen has like, was she kind of able to help you kind of like learn the ropes of session wrestling or you just kind of dove on in and it was like. Yeah, I feel like I just dove on in, honestly. But um, I think what made it easier for me is like my fiance at the time, he didn't like me going to hotel rooms or like meeting strangers or whatever especially and i think that that could be weird that, and that is weird if i were to tell anybody that i go meet men i've never met before and we wrestle like or do jujitsu or grapple or they he p- picks me up and <laughs> puts me in pile driver holds <laughs> they all think that's insane and i think that's why we kind of keep it on the dl right we're like hush about it yeah they, um, they can't comprehend it no you're you're right like I think it's one of those things like whenever I talk about or hear people, it's like 
you got to go, well, let me, like, you have to, like, prep them kind of before you even start talking because if you just say it, it, I do totally understand there's no context to it. You just say, I'm going to go meet this woman, and she's going to put me in holes in a hotel room. <laughs> All right, see you later, buddy. Like, you know, it's like, it's it's going to sound different, so that's why it is like, but, like, in everything, like, you don't, like, you, you should hear people out and not judge it by its cup. Because when I explain it or I've shown, like, it, to people, they totally. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. But I'm like, you yeah. think you think I'm like trying to like actually fight women like in a real fight or something? Like you know me, yeah. You know? Yeah, and now, and now, um, like with MMA and stuff, you're like, oh, I would totally let her do that to me. Oh, I totally. I would totally. Oh, I would love for her to hold me like that or lay on. You know. Mm-hmm. They talk more raunchy than the session guys ever would. Absolutely. <laughs> you guys are actually very respectful and obedient and getting your ass kicked. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm great. I'm glad. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Um, let me ask you this: Are there? Um, what would you say your favorite type of session is? Well, gosh, I. Yeah, I'm, I love the diversity, and I feel like I like that about life in general. Like, that's why I've done all this random bullshit, but they're all under the same umbrella. Um, it, it, I, it just depends on the person. And certain, I like it when my session guy is loving what he's, what's going on. Like, I, I don't particularly care for lift and carry. I don't want to carry a guy around for an entire hour because I'm a wrestler. I like to wrestle probably a little more. But I had a client who was just like, oh, my gosh, I've never been this. I've never been like, I've never seen a child that excited. So <laughs> that, made, that made the lift and carry more exciting for me. But if I were to choose, that would probably be my only cho- option is to not do lift and carry. But I don't mind it. I, I would prefer to be able to do lifts in between some wrestling. Okay. Um, uh, with certain, with some people, I like more fantasy and slow moving sensual. With some, I like a good competitive. I had a pro a, a guy who actually does pro wrestling, and we had a good tussle. But there was like creativity because pro wrestling is a little less technical. Okay. One, I'm gonna love more because I love doing it so much that I'm gonna love it regardless. Okay. And was it? I guess the way it sounds, though, because some people it seems like it's a easy, it's a hard transition to go from live sessions to then like creating a clip store. Yeah. But the way it seems like for you, like running a clip store and doing videos was like nothing like probably an easy transition uh yeah when did i decide to do the videos i don't know way oh because pro wrestling pro wrestling asked for a lot of custom videos too and then and then the session world asked for some videos and then i said you know what i'm just gonna start making videos and then i got a a nice web designer to make the website i have since then got new web designer and a new website. But uh, yeah, I love doing the videos because 
there's kind of a script, but then you can improvise, and then I get to use my acting skills. So it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and your videos are really, really awesome. Thank you. I definitely love doing them. And now I have, like, a production person, so I don't have to, like, organize my own stuff. I just send the email to him, and he organizes a shoot day, and then we shoot everything. It's much more efficient. Now, I guess, because I have to ask, because that's the, this might be the going home question. What is uh, something that people can get excited for, like, when it comes to you, for this event in uh, Chicago coming up in June? When it comes to me? When it comes to me or the event? Well, I guess both, but, like, I didn't know if you, I'm not sure, like, I know, like, like, Courtney Olson and Sheena, so I didn't, and I could be, maybe, well, I apologize if I didn't. Are you wrestling? Are you hosting? Are you performing? Like, oh, yeah. Hi, Kitty. Um, I'm helping organize it with Jennifer. We had we have meetings regularly, and um, I'm in contact with the girls. So that's work. So I'm working, and then while there, I will be hosting. And once again, kind of like last time. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's awesome. And then we're having the after party, and I'll I'm, I'll do some sessions while I'm there. Um, ideally, would prefer sessions the day before at our location for sessions, but I need to probably reply back to some people who inquired about it. Okay. Okay, and these events I feel like are getting. They're getting bigger, but they're also getting better, like production-wise too. The more that they're happening. Oh, yeah. That's hopefully we definitely want to progress, and get better. Mm-hmm. Each no, it's awesome, and I I can't wait. You know, June tenth in in Chicago, Wrigley Field. It's going to be great. You're going to be there. I I'm yeah, I'm planning on it. I I got the ticket. Yay! I got the ticket. So, knock on wood. I'm, I'm planning on being there. I, so I, I, I'm excited. It'll be the first one I've gone to live. All right. So I can't I, wait to see you. I know. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun, as was this conversation. And Des, um, I totally get why people don't like doing these sometimes, but you are a natural and, you know, selfishly, I want you to keep doing not just, I mean, obviously on here, it'd be great, but just doing more because you are a natural storyteller and such a fun, cool, and exciting oh. person. So this this is great. Wow. Thank you. Well, maybe I'll only share the stories with certain people so it's a little more sp- specialized. <laughs> no, absolutely. And this this was uh this was so much fun. This was so much fun. And um everyone, please go follow Des Desire. You can follow her on Twitter, on Instagram. You follow her mm-hmm. website and mm-hmm. also be prepared, be ready to see her host those mic skills June 10th. Mm-hmm. So people going, you're going to see her live, but if you can't make it, you know, buy the ticket and watch the event 